0: Hello, welcome to Subderb's Talk About Games. I'm your co-host, Mango.
1: And I'm your co-host, Buddy.
0: And today we're going to talk a little bit about Alita, Battle Angel. But before we do that, Buddy, why don't you tell the folks at home what it is we do on this podcast.
1: Well, it's pretty simple. Uh, on this podcast, we like to talk about games and also movies and also anime and also just <sighs> anime movies, pop culture shit. Yeah, I guess anime movies like... This Alita Battle Angel. Uh I actually didn't quite realize how thoroughly an anime movie this was. Um like I had always, I had heard that it was based on a manga, but I I didn't actually know how uh yeah, this is a this is a very straight up anime movie.
0: Yep. So uh let, let's do pre spoiler uh notes first, I guess. Uh you wanna go first? Uh
1: I thought this movie was awesome and it was also garbage but i was kind of fine with that um i i definitely wouldn't describe it as good but i would describe it as unique and fun uh and kind of one of those one of a kind experiences it reminds me a lot of aquaman but like um you know, Aquaman was a was a movie that gets kind of average grades everywhere and then a couple of places where it gets like an A+ and that brings it sort of up for me whereas this was a movie that really failed in places and had some like hardcore flaws. Um, but was big and expansive and kind of crazy and one of a kind. And I really appreciate those kinds of experiences when they come about. Um, but I also want to make sure that I, you know, I'm not like great to get on a curve. The pacing and the plot of this film was pretty bad. Um, there were some significant plot holes. It felt like, um, yeah, and it had, uh, and it also kind of had like. It's, some modern comic book movies have had this problem where the plot isn't actually driven because the this is a, it's a little bit of the kingsman problem um from kingsman 2 uh also thor ragnarok has a little bit of this though it's not quite as bad where like the there wasn't there just like wasn't a driving through line in the plot, especially in the back half. Things were just kind of happening back to back and I, I expected that gets picked up just because it is from the um you know, it is it's from the 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 manga which is more serialized and has kind of a more staccato plot structure than something like um than something like a movie would have a big, you know, a big tall arc kind of thing. So yeah.
0: Yeah, so uh, I thought this movie was okay. I didn't think it was really exceptional. I feel like I I understand what you're saying. Um, I might be able to fill in some of those plot holes for you because as an adaptation, I I this will be interesting to talk about. I went and read the first uh, or all nine volumes of the original manga. I have not read uh, the follow-up kind of series. Um, But this pretty thoroughly covers both the first and – the first and the second arc, basically, although it's not a lot of the second arc, um, and uh, it was, I thought it was a neat remix of the, like uh, of of those arcs. Um, in a lot of ways, I thought it was decent. Um, I thought as an adaptation, it served pretty well. Um, except for the except for Iron City, Iron like this is probably gonna be my single biggest criticism of the movie as an adaptation is that iron city was not shitty enough. It was too nice. Um, and I think it really damaged kind of the movie because it, it I think that city being v- a piece of crap is important for, um, a lot of the movie to make se- or a lot of the kind of world to make sense. Um, but yeah, like I, like I said, it's got some pretty neat adapt developments. I, um, there, there are some more character specific things that I thought were, uh, more, more good and less good. Um, we'll get into that on the spoiler side because I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Um, uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Pre spoiler.
1: Um. Well, so like, how mu- how much would you recommend this?
0: Um, I would say if you are a fa- fan of the manga, definitely go see it. Uh, if you're into anime, I think you could probably, I could probably recommend it. Um, it is basically one of those things where like, if you enjoy, if you enjoy spectacle and you're willing to kind of not look at something too hard, like, and you're able to enjoy something that you have to look not too hard at to enjoy and you could, you could see it. It's very much a kind of like, it's not a big deal if you don't see it type of movie to me. Um, let very take it or leave it. Uh, Right, like this is—it's kind of equivalent to me to one of like the lesser Marvel movies, um. You know, if you're big into the specific hero, specific hero, or you're like a Marvel Cinematic Universe completionist, go see the movie.
1: If you're not, eh? Yeah. Okay, that actually makes a lot of sense. I totally feel that now that now that you've put it in in those kinds of uh, in those kinds of terms.
0: Yeah. Well, uh what about you? What what's your recommendation?
1: Uh I would definitely I would definitely recommend this movie. Um I think the thing I would recommend to people about this movie is you know, um it it is unique and it's one of those uniquely cool things that like um <sighs> hmm it's it's just one of those, like, cool things that you can see that are, that are... Like, I I guess something that, that I feel like the Marvel movies don't quite capture is this sort of, like, imaginative playground effect, right? Where it's just kind of like somebody is sitting at a table... And discussing all the cool shit that they can do, right, with, like, the motorball sequence or kind of – or something kind of along those lines. And you've seen probably a lot of this stuff in the trailers, right? What does a big cyborg bar fight look like? Like, the imagination on display, I think, is really cool and really awesome and one-of-a-kind and worth it. Um, On on that kind of note, I would
0: recommend going and reading those first nine volumes – um, it gets a little bit more weird towards the end, but, like, it's a good manga, and a lot of those kinds of things are on display. Obviously, it's not as much graphical fidelity, um, but it reminded me a lot of kind of Ghost in the Shell in its style, which is to say um, decent plot, a lot of kind of technical details, um, not as many as Ghost in the Shell, which is just, like, the margins are filled with footnotes from the author. But there are some some of those types of things, um, notes from the author. Also, there's also always a section in the back of each... Of the volumes, that's like one of the characters explaining one of the uh, kind of pieces of technology in the universe. It's pretty neat, um, and uh, those the first three volumes are available for free with Kindle Unlimited, and or you know if you have Kindle Unlimited, you get the first three volumes, and then the rest of them are on Comixology. I'm on, I use my thirty day free trials for both of those to read the, the those nine volumes, and I would say it's worth it. Um,
1: yeah, I. Um... Yeah, that makes sense. Um So I guess that would be kind of my like that that would be kind of like my recommendation. Uh you like it is not it is, it's not a very conventional film going experience, but these. this is, you know, Ga- James Cameron has been working on this project for forever and it's directed by Robert Rodriguez, who is like a, a, a he, he's just kind of another one of those auteur guys who is going to go crazy with kind of whatever you with whatever you bring him. It also reminds me a lot of Deus Ex. So if you're a fan of like cyberpunk and stuff like that, I think that this would make a very natural entry into your uh, kind of like in, into your kind of watch list.
0: Yeah, I I think some of the highest praise I could give this movie is that it's better than Ghost in the Shell.
1: <laughs> yeah, for real. I was actually I was actually expecting something. Much more Ghost in the Shelly, which is probably why, in a certain sense, I am grading it on a curve up just because, like, the nearest point of comparison is Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: uh, do you want to give the spoiler warning now, then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. All right. Uh, past this point, there will be spoilers for the movie Alita Battle Angel as well as spoilers for the manga Battle Angel Alita. Um, If uh, you do not wish to be spoiled on either of those things, uh, exit the podcast now. You have been warned. Three, two, one. Spoilers. Uh, So yeah, um, uh, the first thing I do want to point out, uh, which I thought was just a funny piece of trivia, probably could have gone pretty spoiler, is uh, the movie is Alita Battle Angel and the manga is Battle Angel Alita and the reason that they are different is... Is because every James Cameron film begins with either an A or a T, and they specifically asked it to change the title so that it would it would uh, it would conform to that, which is very silly. But I was very amused by it. Really? Yeah. Um,
1: huh. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, so, um, like, so so I think. I don't think the motorball sequence should have been in this movie. Um, I think it was there because it's kind of iconic to the to the Alita universe, um, but it doesn't show up in the in the manga until the second arc, um, and it feels kind of tacked on in this movie, at least to me. What, what do you think?
1: So um, I think that this movie starts off pretty okay. About the from from the beginning of the movie until the point where. Um she finds out that edo dr edo is a hunter killer i think it's pretty good you know there's a real sense of mystery around like oh like oh man is edo one of the is edo the one like hacking girls apart or whatever and you know the answer is probably going to be no since he's kind of such a such a such a Stock wise, old guy, you know, stereotype or whatever. But like, I, you know, I th- that that kind of carried me. And then in the middle, this when things started breaking down. I felt like the movie ended like three or four times. Like at first, I was like, okay, Motorball is the climax of the movie. Oh wait, now the climax of the movie is you know, her leaving Motorball to do this other thing. Oh wait, now the climax of the movie is this really disappointing thing where she goes and kills What's-His-Face um, and all that other kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I liked Motorball a lot. I think Motorball deserved to be in here. Um, I actually kind of feel like if the movie had ended sort of with the confrontation maybe right after Motorball, it would have been better because it wouldn't have gotten that kind of like fatigue aspect of it. I also think that there needed to be a little bit more punchy – um, uh, like the the betrayal aspect of it needed to kind of like be punched up in the plot. I'm glad that they didn't do the thing at the end of the second act, which they which normally happens, where it's like you betrayed me. How could you? I'll never trust you again. Because I think that that's kind of wrote and played out at this point. Um, but it was also something that I felt like deserved. Uh, like I like the idea that Hugo sells Alita out in order to try and get to Zalem or whatever.
0: So, um the thing I'm gonna point out is that um the 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 kind of phenomenon you're 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 noticing with these kind of uh three um three endings kind of in a row are these are each of the endings of separate chapters of the manga. Um and they are uh, like they kind of sorted out like the the beginnings of each of those chapters in the beginning of the movie and then ended them all at, at separately, which is kind of why I think it feels that way. Um, and you know that's that's the adaptation problem. Um, but I will point out to, to, to your point is that he doesn't sell out Alita to get to Salem, and that's kind of like a big part of his arc, almost right? Like is he he's he's really like I don't know. I feel I feel like this is kind of one of the failings of of the movie is that. Um, Hugo in the manga is a really shitty person, right? Like, um, like he he doesn't just steal parts from people. So in in, in the universe, um, the only parts that are hard to reproduce are the spines, and so they're worth a lot of money. So he steals spines out of people out, out of out of droids, uh, kind of mercilessly because he's trying to get to 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 Salem, um, and uh, and uh, she finds out about it, and it's it's kind of exactly what happens here is like I don't care I love you anyway and Zapan's just all a, a dick bag about it and it essentially just, the plot plays out in the in, in the same way um but the uh the thing that's like the, the like the, the the manga is very good about making the situation so shitty that that action seems forgivable right Hugo also has a much more tragic backstory um, that's actually really good. I'd highly recommend that anybody at home uh go go find it and read it. Um it involves like, you know, putting like grafting his dead brother's hand onto his arm. Um and it's 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 very it's very cool. Um and then kind of his despair at the end where he does essentially the same thing and, and dies is like a big kind of turning point for Alita as a character cuz she's very kind of innocent um up until the point up until that point. Um, and it kind of immediately uh, jumps to like some of this to to like the next chapter is a big time skip into the motorball stuff and that's the first time we see motorball. And so I think that the organization of this movie and trying to be as Lita as possible just kind of fumbled some of the uh, fumbled some of the points, which I't know it's it's uh it, it was it was kind of disappointing to me in that way
1: okay that's that's interesting. I mean, I liked, uh, just to, like, skip to the end a little bit, I liked the fact that Hugo died at the end. Um, I feel like we've been missing that in movies, and I want to just call this out in the same way that I call this out, right? Like, a lot of the times, movies will ch- will skip out on hero deaths, I feel like, when they um, when they shouldn't. And, uh, you know, that, that was legit. Though I was a little sad, um, in the car afterwards, Rachel sort of pitched an alternate version of Hugo's death where nova who um you know if you haven't seen the movie nova who can you know, take over people and and they gives and gives them like blue contacts through their eyes and it's i guess kind of implied that nova is can take over any of the cyborgs in iron city um
0: i don't think that's true
1: well, yeah, because she says the thing where it's like, oh, like, a lot of people actually have this implant or whatever. And I was kind of like, how does Nova know the things that Nova knows? Is Nova looking through Hugo's eyes? And so I kind of had to, like, conclude by way of, you know, penumbra almost um, that that Hugo did. And I was like, wouldn't it be neat if Nova takes over, you know, Alita is able to grab Nova, but instead of, like, his, like, elbow falling apart or whatever – Nova takes control of Hugo and then drops him, you know, like and and releases his hand or whatever. Um, I actually think that Nova was a big misstep in this movie. One of the big problems is that it feels incomplete because of the cliffhanger at the end. Um, I think it's okay. We we have gotten better about this as a film going public in a lot of ways, Um, but this is a very bad sort of sequel hook because it leaves a lot of plot and drama unresolved. Um, yeah. I also I think,
0: think that, that Nova is, is a significantly, is significantly inferior to his comic version. Um, he's just kind of like an insane genius in the comic. And like, he plays out very differently. And he's, he's separate. He, he is ex-Zalem, but he's not in Salem anymore. There's a lot of world building. I think they did a, they did a, they misstepped with in this movie, which is, I don't know, this might be like, you know, fans of the original getting mad about like things not being exactly the same. But I do feel it was a lot more interesting in the in, in, in the manga. Um, also, Nova, if you notice, I never tell you what Nova's first name is because it's, it's stupid. It's um, Desti Nova. Desti? Desti. D-E-S-T-Y. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, uh, it's I mean, it's whatever it's it's. You know, it's it's fine in the manga because you know you you read it and you're like, okay, that's this weird name, but um, uh, like in the in the in the manga, the uh, like the dude, like he just kind of like rebuilds people with like weird, weird traits because he's kind of crazy, um, and he's there's a whole thing with it. It, I don't know. It's much it's it's much more interesting because it's his his motives are much less trite and much more. Um, initially initially uh kind of uh uh impenetrable and then later just kind of deeper um and
1: yeah I, I just wish that he really wasn't um referenced as much as he was like i don't think he should have gotten a name maybe you could have seen like i mean i think part of part of also what sells this movie is i think the acting is pretty good um I think some of the Uh,
0: lines are bad, though. Like, the writing. uh,
1: Yes, I would agree with that. But I think, you know, like, Rosa Salazar does does her job. Mahershala Ali and Christoph Waltz are particularly good um, and really kind of hit their beats. It's weird because Christoph Waltz typically does bad projects outside of Tarantino. Like, he has Django Unchained and he has Inglorious Bastards, which are both great. And then... Every other movie he's been in has been, like, awful, it feels like. Um, but I felt like he was really good in this movie um, and made, you know, Professor Ito, Dr. Ito. I always want to call him Professor. And made Dr. Ito really work. And then maharshal Ali is just, like, the best in the biz right now. <laughs> like, um, but I just kind of felt like that maybe you should have as a, you know, like, it, like maybe the, the film should have not... Name dropped him and not really dealt with his like taking over people thing too much. Like I like the idea that Vector is uh, sort of, you know, he's living out that I'd rather rule in hell than serve in heaven thing. Um, yeah, and but, that's
0: that's the way he is in 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 the the manga, right? Like it, basically the way that that Novas handled up to this point in in the manga is that they just drop his name, right? They're like. um you know a guy named Nova did this to me, and that's all you get, and you don't see him for yeah. like three or four uh books so um um and I think that would have worked here too, but they they clearly wanted that sequel hook in too hard
1: yeah, and I just thought that that was not that was not great, and I wish it was better, i guess
0: yeah yeah no i i I get that um. What else is there to talk about? I thought the um, I thought the action was really good. Um, yeah, I
1: thought the action was great. Uh, Especially part of part of this is just the action, but also part of this is just the um, uh, also part of this is just like the character designs of the the robots and the cyborgs. I feel like I've just seen so many movies that are cyborgs movies or whatever or even like games and stuff like that where nobody wants to go crazy or ham with the cyborgs and i am so glad that they went fucking crazy with the cyborgs in this one um because i just think that that's cool you know like that that that's like the cool imaginative bit and this is where and this is where the movie is top notch i think
0: yeah i I think i think i agree yeah um I don't really have a lot to add to that um like the 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 kind of like individual uh inventions were were kind of cool to see because a lot of them were were present in the in the in the book not all of them but like seeing them come to life really gave them a, I, I felt like a lot of character um that you just that you, you know it's, it's, it's a benefit of the medium that you don't get out of the out of, out of the original medium
1: um, were were those character designs like how one to one were they
0: uh on which on the on the
1: robots um or on the sideboards? yeah, yeah, like you know like there's the one my favorite boy is long arm grabby boy with buzz saws like on his on his wrists, oh, and then he grinds the buzz saws together.
0: Yeah, so that might so um, in in the motorball sequence in the manga, there are a bunch of different racers, and I don't remember all of them. Um, okay, so he might have been in there, but like he is he is very like if he's in there, he's very much like he is in this one, which is kind of like a mostly background character. Um, uh, but yeah, like th- there are a bunch of cool things in in the uh, in the in the the book that kind of come out here, right? Like like that the that um those that that vibro fingers thing that's a thing directly lifted from the uh uh directly lifted from the the, the manga
1: um i th- i thought that that was cool and everything and i also liked i can't remember the guy's name but that that bad guy um fuck what was his name uh Kr- Kr- Krushka?
0: Which, which Frishka? the, uh, the, 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 the big, the, the big guy. Frishka? Yeah. The big guy. Uh, let me see if I can, if I can find that. I, I, I he's, uh, do, uh, I, I forget what, what his, uh, he, so he, his character in the, in, in the, uh, uh, it's Gr- Gruishka.
1: Oh, Gruishka. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, he was. Um, he was great for like those first two big fights. Um, and then that last thing at the end where she has the sword, which I loved and I wish she got the sword earlier, but like with, with the sword and then she just like cuts his fingers off and just like auto wins the fight. I thought that was like so lame. How did they make that the end of the movie? Um,
0: Cause I think it was supposed to be like her finally being in sync with her body, um, and then you had like a big display of power for that, but I think I think they were also just running out of time.
1: Yeah, I, um, yeah. This is part of why I felt like it dragged, and it had like two or three endings. And if they had kind of consolidated things a little bit better or more, um, uh, more clearly, I it it would have ended up being. Uh, a much stronger movie because really the, the structure sort of just like unravels towards the end. And I think that that's where it like loses a lot of faith in me. Like my, the Aquaman comparison is that like, you know, Aquaman is kind of like a basic, but competent right? The character arc is a character arc you've seen before, right? But it executes on all of the major beats and it's paced correctly, right? The plot is a plot you've seen before, but it executes on all the major beats and it's paced correctly, right? So it is like a C, you know, it's satisfactory, it gets the job done, and then it gets carried by the crazy imagination of Atlantis, right? Or the the excellent action filmmaking and stuff like that. This is a movie where the plot and character really do break down. Like, what is Alita's arc? It's really tough to tell. The plot is all over the place in the second half, um, and so these are these are more true, robust failures um, that really actively, for me, detract from the you know the, the imaginative character design, right the at least interesting world building. I'm kind of on board with you that I don't know how I feel about the world building around iron, iron city. Um, and you know, the, uh, and the excellent action filmmaking. Yeah. So I, I think this is
0: interesting. Cause like coming at from this other perspective, which is, which is, kind of, it's like a, I'll call myself a fan of the manga, right? Like I'm not like a long time fan or anything, but um, uh, like, I feel like it's, like, it, like, the aspects of the manga are that, like, the plot and the, and the characters aren't super strong, but, like, you've got that kind of, like, mystery aspect that kind of works for it. Um, but the thing that's really valuable is the world building, right? It takes place in this cool cyberpunk world with a lot of mysteries that you want to understand. You want to understand how that world works, and, and that drives a lot of interest, I, I think, in the manga, even if the characters aren't particularly strong. Um, I think there's some neat moments, but I don't think they're, like, the greatest... Um, uh, Although there are, some, there are some pretty brutal moments, um, like Yugo's death. Um, uh, but um, uh, from kind of like a, as uh, th- this film has kind of uh, adaptation, it feels like it was like, it felt like in order to kind of get everything you want like, it, like it was definitely playing to fans of the manga because it was a lot of the manga just kind of brought to life. Uh, but they also got a lot of stuff off. Like I said, like that that world building aspect is is kind of crucial. I think they screwed it up. Um, um, but then, like, I don't think those things made it any more accessible to like a wider audience. At which point, it's kind of like, why bother? Um, like, why not just go whole hog on it? Um, I also think part of this comes with the fact that like the the, the original manga is very very violent, and this movie is p g thirteen and I think that like a lot of kind of the the viscerality of the manga is just you can't have it when you can't have a lot of the gore that's present because you're you're looking to keep keep the keep the movie you know viewable by a teenage audience yeah,
1: yeah I, no, it was like i mean you can tell that robert Rodriguez is an r rated director right like stuff like sin city and the mariachi are very r-rated films um like when the one dude gets cut in half by zapan and it's like a frame but you just see the bisecting happen and it's just like whoa that was you know like (laughs) crazy plus they use their one fuck in a very great in a very great place Uh, and she's like fuck mercy or whatever (laughs)
0: But I want to be tracer. Uh. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I I almost kind of wish they had adapted it more. Like, had had just kind of like like kept more of kind of like this the 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 feeling of it and and done more kind of done less direct adaptation. Um, just so that the, the story would have made a little bit more sense. You could have made the motorball like the motorball is cool, but I think it's kind of like doesn't work with the plot well and in its in its arc in the manga it works well because it's kind of everything that happens i think you could have made that happen here too right like in, in, in some sort of way but I, I just felt like it was given too little plot attention to really feel impactful um and it was just it just felt like it was kind of there to show off to, to be cool right like to to be like basically in its own action scene um and uh, i i like you know I both kind of wish it was. I wish it was either more or less, if that makes sense. Um, like you know, I feel like you could have done the the like the whole second movie being just her making her way up through the motorball league, um, to 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 go make her way to Salem, which would make a lot yeah, of sense. Yeah, I
1: also I also have to say that um, one of the tougher, I guess I would put it. One of the tougher pieces of this movie is like the inherently Japanese nature of the, um, so, uh, when we came out of the movie, I saw this with friend of the podcast, Warren and Rachel, um, and one of the things we talked about was how apparently, you know, he's just going to honor the, the deal to go to Zalem if you're final champion, right? Like, if you're Nova and you know that Alita is trying to get to Zalem to kill you, right? Why doesn't why doesn't Nova just not honor the the thing that becoming final champion in Motorball gets you to um gets you to Zalem? And my answer to that is that's a very Japanese thing where you obey the rules and are are good on your word even if it is personally detrimental to you. And that's like a uniquely Japanese thing because like the power of like hierarchy and obligation is so strong there. I feel like um, it is very natural for an American audience to look at that and say, Oh, it's a trap or it's a betrayal or it's any of these other sorts of things. But like, there are things in Japan that are – there are, like, movies and stuff like that in Japan that are built entirely around this. Where, like, a character is outdone because they make a promise and the person they are fighting against is able to do whatever and make good on the promise. And they have to, like, make good on the promise or whatever. Like, for instance um, – the best example I can think of for this is, do you know the Shakespeare play, The Merchant of Venice? I am famili- vaguely familiar, yes. Okay, so The Merchant of Venice ends with Shylock, who is like this, the main character, the the, the Jewish character. Um, he makes a deal for uh, that if he doesn't do something correctly, I, I don't even remember what it is. If he doesn't do something correctly, he owes literally a pound, a pound of, of flesh to yeah. the other person, right? Um, That's where the expression and, comes from, right? that is flesh. yeah and that's that's where the expression comes from in japan they they kind of tweak the ending a little bit in japan because the um uh the, he makes he ma- he has a big soliloquy at the end where he talks about like oh like the pound of flesh and where does it stop and you know he eventually kind of implores the other person to see his humanity um and that works but in japan the, his argument is basically, well, listen, I agreed to give you a pound of my flesh, so if you cut flesh off of me and it is less than a pound or more than a pound, you are now in violation of our terms, right? And, like, therefore, you need to break this, therefore, you need to break this deal. And it's, and the reason that that change gets made is because, to the Japanese, that technicality like winning on that technicality just like works so much better than um than the kind of like appeal to humanity that the original shakespeare makes um and so that was another kind of like that was another kind of like piece to the whole thing i felt so so that's interesting
0: because this is me being poisoned by the manga but my thought was that he he's not actually like he's high up in zalem but he doesn't actually run everything and maybe that's not true in this, in this adaptation.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, the world building seemed to suggest... Yeah, no, um, I, I
0: definitely get that. See, this is the weird thing, too, right? Like, you find out that, like, Elite is vaguely Martian, um, like, relatively early on, but you don't get any details until, like, literally volume 7 or 8 of 9. Right? Like, you don't okay. find out about this battle unit until way later. Um, which, I, I don't I don't fault the movie for, for going there a little bit earlier. Um, but, like... like Edo has no idea, like what, like I, I think this this kind of contributes to this, this kind of like Iron City isn't shitty enough. Like Ito doesn't know what Alita is because no one knows what happened three hundred years ago, right? Like it's just kind of one of those things where like everything went to shit and no one really remembers because they're too busy being oppressed by the Sky People. And then you don't even you you don't get to see anything in Zalem until like the sixth or seventh book, and you know Alita doesn't get there until like. Almost the post, I think actually exactly the post script um, of, of like like she only gets there in the now non canon ending of the uh, of, of, of the of, of the original series. Um, and it's just kind of like it's, it's, it's a lot of mystery built around that, but you can't I don't think you can really do that as effectively in in like a movie format right? you can't just kind of have Zalem hanging there and just not ever go to it. Right, like those kinds of like promises that you will be fulfilled um, down the line. I think that only works with like a TV series or a uh, or 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 comic book, you know, like a long form type of thing. Um, uh, And so, uh, I think it just kind of like kills a lot of that mystery because you not not that it kills it, it just doesn't feel as good because it's you you can't the nature of the media means you can't stretch it out as long. Like imagine going like five movies before seeing Zalem or uh, what would equivalent be like having to watch like, like the Hobbit and all three Hobbits. And then like the fellowship and uh, the two towers before you get to see mortar instead of like, you know, seeing the fellowship and then the two towers to get to mortar, right? Like they keep referring to it, but you you never get there. It just feels, it it would feel kind of weird, especially if, Mordor was like floating above you constantly and always in view. <laughs> um yeah. Um but I I do I do think kind of some of that um Japanese aspect is 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 present in some of the uh in in a little bit of the like the the the, the adaptation stuff, right? Like um like Alita in the original the name alita is Ido's like cat who died the week before right like he just like Ido's just kind of quirky and weird um whereas like the you know they have to make him like super dramatic in and i guess maybe this says something more about the americanist version but they have to make it super dramatic and like i lost my child and i must name you after her type of thing um
1: Oh, I like that. I thought that that was actually oh. really good so when I, when I, when when it's the early part of the movie, this is the early part of the movie that I think is really strong um when all of that stuff is is kind of being like negotiated, but then it kind of gets to the end of it you know what i mean like it 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 reaches the end and then we're all like, yep, okay, now we're just gonna like go to shit
0: yeah and I, I don't think it's worse for that. I just think it's different right like like Ito is motivated to be a hunter killer in the manga not because um not because he's seeking revenge but because he kind of likes it and he hates that about himself um and it's, it's just it's just different right like it, it i think that that kind of detail leads to the universe being darker right like it, it's not really justified it's just Ito you know, being kind of you know weird um uh, yeah it's I don't know. I, I I feel like I feel like I kind of poisoned myself because I I think I just prefer the, uh, the 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 manga a lot a lot more, um, but uh but it was definitely like I said cool to see some of these things come to life because because they they do some of these they do some of these scenes pretty stunningly one to one right like Hugo's death is almost exactly how it happens in the manga in an impressive even, way
1: even with like the the ring like those defense rings or oh it's it's
0: it's it's crazy so the defense rings aren't um so in the manga the defense rings aren't for like invading armies right they're expressly there to keep poor people from climbing up the, the tubes to to Salem. like wow. they get the and like the the crazy thing is is you go um like manages to make it past five of them and like i'm like you, you don't see it happen but like like by the time Alita gets to him he's already like missing two of his feet and like half of his right arm um Before the last ring comes down and and kind of plays out in the same way. Um, Okay. Yeah. um, It's, 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 uh, but like I said, like, like the, the big key moments are like very one-to-one and very cool for that. Um, Like, um, I think even in a way that sometimes kind of doesn't make a ton of sense, like, like. Kruishka jumping into the subterranean just kind of felt like it was out of nowhere in the movie. I feel like it would have been like what if I hadn't you know known that that was coming? How did you feel about that having not seen that
1: um,
0: or have, coming into it fresh I guess uh, I, don't,
1: I, mean, I don't know um I think a, a lot of I think just like a lot of this stuff was hard for me to get. Okay. into um just because like it was a little imp- it was a little impenetrable in a way i and i was also kind of wondering like i i i'm not sure how much of this is robert rodriguez's um background cuz like he did like a bunch of these fucking like spy kids movies and shit like shark boy and lava girl um
0: Wait, is he the one that's responsible for like the Steve Buscemi line that everybody quotes? Like, to, Which this,
1: one? it's like, uh, hello, fellow, hello, fellow kids?
0: No, 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 no. This is like from 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 Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I think it's like, does God hide in heaven because he's afraid of his creations or something like that? It's like, why is this in a fucking
1: Spy Kids movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Because he made, <laughs> so he made the, he made the Spy Kids movies after um uh he made the spy kids movies so the first thing that happened was he made desperado or he made El Mariachi which was the very first one and it was super cheap with Antonio Banderas, right? Uh and then he made Desperado um which is the Americanized version of it and kind of got like put in there with like Quentin Tarantino and like Kevin Smith and like Steven Soderbergh as kind of this big revolution of nineties auteurs or whatever. Um, and I think he made a third one, but I can't remember what it's, uh, I can't remember what, it, what, it's, what it's called. And then he made a couple of other movies. Uh, and then he made Spy Kids, which was just like a crazy out there movie also with Antonio Banderas. And did you ever see Spy Kids? I fucking loved Spy Kids.
0: I saw the first one. The one I'm thinking of is from Spy Kids 2. Do you think that God stays in heaven because he too lives in fear of what he has created? Which is like, <laughs> why is this a Spy Kid?
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> um... That's amazing. Yeah, and then he also did Sin City, which I thought was great. Um Wait did he do um Danny Trejo is
0: in Spy Kids as like as his uh as like the, the character that he plays in the, the classic character that he plays, the um uh like the like the, the, the Desperado or whatever it is.
1: Machete?
0: Yeah, Machete. He's yeah, he is in Spy Kids does, as Machete.
1: Yeah, and then he and then he makes a, they made a machete movie later. Um yeah, yeah, and he directed the Machete movie in 2010, <laughs> um, and uh, and then he made Shark Boy and Lava Girl in 2005. God, what is this guy's directing career even?
0: Wait, wait, Shark <laughs> Boy and Lava Girl is that a Spy Kids movie? Because it's the same characters right? or the same actors, right? Yeah, I think so. I think
1: it's different though. Um, wait that's that that <laughs> and then did he direct the did the sin, yeah and then he directed the sin city sequel a dame to kill for that i never saw and was apparently awful which really sucks cuz the first one was amazing um Anyway, what were we talking about? I don't remember. Robert Rodriguez.
0: Apparently he's also, it's also a movie that we can't see because it's being released in 2115.
1: Well, all right. Um, Anyway, so Robert Rodriguez makes a bunch of these, uh, like he's from Texas and he makes a lot of movies in Mexico. Um, And... I got a very Mexico feeling from this film. And I kind of agree with you that Iron City didn't feel so bad to live in, or whatever. I also think the world building is a little inconsistent. um, Because, like, they're like, there are no police. The only people that keep us safe are, like, the hunter-killers. But it's like, also, what are these giant-ass fucking centurion robots that are literally acting like a police force? So... That didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, so so this is
0: this is the thing you miss because in in the in the movie universe one they're usually not armed like that's like an optional thing which I think is a very Japanese thing, um, and two like they don't really care like the 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 big thing about this universe is like the factory doesn't care right like um like the part of Ito's explanation of what the hunter warriors are is that like the factory doesn't, the factory only cares about crime in so far as it, as it fucks up production. Right. Like, um, I think there's literally a line from one of the, the robot people. That's like, um, you know, the concerns of the citizens, like, uh, uh, like it's like the factory maximizes production. The concerns of the citizens, citizenry are not taken into account or something like that. You know, just like really grimy, like, you know, fuck you type stuff. Um, uh, and uh and so like yeah like, if you don't have that there then like it, it it doesn't make sense that the enforcers aren't aren't uh uh aren't enforcing the law cuz in, in like i said in, in in the manga they they only ever pick up arms to go deal with rogue um rogue uh, hunter warriors um otherwise they're they're unarmed and they're just kind of like cameras on street corners that you can turn bounties into wow um, yeah Um, the tube men are also a lot more horrifying. You know, you know how, like, the, the, the little, I think it's called, they're called Deckman, the, the, the guy in the, the, the tube face that pops up, um, to, like, talk to, 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 like, turn in bounties to, um, those are, like, flesh faces in the manga. (laughs) They're not, like, metal, and, uh, there's, like, a whole back section about, like, how, like, if your life sucks, you can just have your brain sucked out and put into a tube, and you can work for the factory and lose all your individuality. It's, it's... It's it's very very grimy and very cool um and you know you, you just you just can't explore explore all of that you
1: know Yeah yeah I I I was interested about like the factory um and I wanted to know more about what it does and how it works and everything but that seemed pretty off topic as far as this movie is concerned and it's you know it's a big movie that has a lot to do so I guess I'm not surprised Yeah that question really doesn't get answered satisfactorily in the manga either.
0: It's just kind oh, really? of—it's kind of like it is the thing that drives everything, and it keeps Zalem running. And it doesn't matter to you, poor oppressed people on the ground. No one gives a shit about you. You can all like live in squalor and die. Um, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's I think meant to just kind of be like this big unfathomable machine that kind of like turns in the background and kind of like dictate your life kind of like almost like uh almost like cthulhu maybe like not not at that level but just kind of like this inevitable lurching thing that you can't ever hope to stop um but you just kind of have to exist around
1: oh my god first of all i'm sorry for interrupting but i just realized what alita reminds me of alita is the anime movie equivalent of warcraft it's, like, the same Ooh, thing. I, I feel Like, <laughs> I, I like Warcraft better, and I think Warcraft, like, man, if you really w- asked me to hammer it out, I think I would probably say that Warcraft is a little bit better. Um, it's a little bit worse in terms of uh, acting, but a little bit better, a lot better, I would say, in terms of, like, themes and stuff like that. But it, this is exactly what it feels like. This is the the kind of, like, the duology, where it's just, like, The world is huge and expansive, and it's so crazy to fucking, like, see this shit on screen, um, or whatever, and, uh, uh, but it doesn't quite work, and, like, the story falls apart in the second half and all these other kinds of, you know, like, all these other kinds of problems. Man! I am so glad that I just thought of that comparison because it's like so fucking apt. Which is funny because I actually feel like people have been a lot more favorable to Alita than I would have would have expected. Um, like, did you watch the Mother's basement video? Where I, he said I did not. Basically... Um,
0: I, I'm going to say that that I kind of have been hesitant about the. I saw mother's basement tweet about how like he thought this was the best manga adaptation ever, and then someone. Yeah. Someone, like, essentially parroted the, like, you know, Iron City's feel-right criticism at him. And he says, I haven't read the manga. And, like, my response is kind of like, how can you say it's the best manga adaptation ever if you haven't read the manga?
1: Like, that's just... uh, he did say that he read some of the manga. He's, like, he's, he read, like, the first three volumes or something like that. Um... I guess that's uh, – he, he
0: also might have read it in between when he watched the movie when he posted the video. Because um, like I saw that tweet right after he came out of the like like by his account right after he came out of the movie, um, and we're reading the first three vol volumes is is about as much as context as you need to get to everything in this. So I guess that yeah. makes sense. I, I haven't watched yeah, the full so,
1: thing yet. So uh, and so and so his thing and so he was like. This is it. And he really liked this movie. He thinks this movie is legitimately good. And I suspect it's because he's more used to... Like, he he probably looked at the anime plotting and didn't see the problem that I saw, which is fair to a certain extent. Um, You know, like, maybe he has a higher tolerance for that kind of... It's tough because, obviously, I'm very trained in one way, and part of me wonders whether or not, like... Is this movie just bad because it has no structure and the back half is a complete jumbled mess? Or is it using, or is like, is it based off of a structure that I'm just not, that I don't know or whatever? And so there's a part of me that's a little, you know, half and half, I guess I would say, on whether or not I'm just uninformed or the movie is legitimately, you know, like,. Not great. So, um, so, so yeah. as a
0: counterpoint to that, uh, Vito Giswaldi, who we we cited in the uh, the Star Wars episode, also did a review, um, and he he claims that that um, Battle Angel Alita is one of his favorite things of all. Like his he, how do you put it? Top ten things. Not not anime. Not just things that he likes. Um, wow. And, he, and his point? No, the, the original is the manga is this movie oh, okay. is. He he basically feels like that it's kind of okay, right? Like that it's not that it's not great. Um, some of the things that I've said are kind of points that he's brought up that that I that I generally agree with. Um, but he he basically uh, he he basically feels kind of uh, uh, he, he feels he feels similarly um, about a lot of these things, uh, especially kind of like the 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 the, the, the city thing. And I, I you know it just was a point that rang so true that I had to agree with it. That the uh, that the, the city doesn't feel right. Um, it's, it's weird because this this movie is. When I checked it, it was at fifty eight percent, which is rotten. Right now, it's sixty percent, which is fresh. Yeah,
1: it's been hev- it's been hev- like hovering back and forth between those yeah. all week.
0: But the audience score is ninety three percent, like ninety three percent like it, which is which is kind of crazy, right? Like like even movies that are controversial don't necess- don't get scores that are that high. Um, uh, I, 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 really. St- I don't like. I don't, I don't think like you know like uh, what was what was the one that like that was recent that everybody that like the critics really disliked, but the the oh, glass. Hold on, let me take. A yeah, break. glass.
1: Glass is seventy five percent. Wow, maybe you are right.
0: Yeah, like it just it just doesn't feel like things get like like audience scores e- even like even on these kind of like weird d- divided movies it doesn't feel like audience scores get that high.
1: Um, yeah, Spider Verse is ninety five percent. The real thing seems to be um, that th- it is the number because a lot of the times there are more user ratings. Aquaman is thirty thousand. Lego Movie Two is twenty four thousand. So they're only being oh, there's uh, only like seven. So it's six, six, th- yeah, there's only seven thousand. So maybe it's, it's all the weebs that showed up
0: to to stand for yeah, their favorite their favorite anime waifu.
1: I almost kinda wonder what this movie would look like if it was just straight up directed by James Cameron.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I also kind of wish that it had a little bit more consistent theming. I like the the I I, I like call this like Disney movie theming where it's like, you know, I the a character's journey into self-identity or whatever is a little hollow. And I was really hoping for something a little bit more like, you know, blade runner 2049. How human, what, what is human kind of, uh, kind of thing. There was a little bit of that in here, but not as much as I was, was really looking forward yeah, to. Yeah, no,
0: I, I, absolutely agree. Um, I, like, I, I, I think that, uh, it just, it just didn't have a lot of time to do that. Cause it was trying to do too much, too much stuff. How did you
1: feel about the character design of Alita herself? Um, faithful is probably the best way to put it. Did did, did the anime eyes? Oh, that oh, that
0: thing. You? Um, I don't know. Like maybe just having like releasing the trailer as long ago as they did, just like did enough to
1: acclimate me to it that it didn't uh, bother
0: me. <laughs> um,
1: I remember the first trailer. I felt I felt really like uncanny valley. With yeah. It. Uh, No, I agree. But then by the second trailer and by the movie itself, I was more willing to accept it on those terms. Though, I'm not a huge fan, uh, especially... Okay, did you see the part where the nurse, like the nameless black nurse, says to Ito, Wow, looks like she's a little older than you thought she was, Doc. Can you explain what that was? Just for my benefit? Uh, no, I can't. Because I have no idea what that was about. <laughs> okay, because I'm pretty sure it was about that she grows tits. Yeah. And I was like, what? What was that? Yeah, Why I, I, are we
0: going here? that That's what I thought, too. Like, I was like, like that's what I thought, too. And then, like... In the next scene, did like were they like smaller? Is like is that what happened? Because I, like I saw that, I was like, is that what happened? That can't be what have happened. And I just put it out of my
1: mind. I remember I I I burst out laughing because I because she said that, and then it goes to a close up of her boobs, yeah, getting like nanite grown, and I was like, what am I watching? <laughs>
0: what? <coughs> yeah, I mean, so it. <laughs> Again, so, sorry to be this broken record, but 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 in the manga, the the berserker body isn't hers; it's just something that Ito has had in storage. Um, oh like,
1: really? Oh really? She doesn't like go find it or whatever. So so, so
0: what happens is is uh, she goes like essentially the, the fight scene with Grushka the first time happens, um, but like uh, but he brings like so the fight scene with Grushka the first time happens, but he chops her up and then ito brings her home to um and then goes and pulls this body that he found a while ago out of storage it's it's like not hers um uh her, she changes bodies a lot in the manga like like a lot a lot um she just kind of like switches them as as necessary um but uh it's a male body and then the assistant who's like a a dude with like a, a a plate bolted to his head uh, um uh i forget what his the character's name is but he's he said why are you putting her head that she said he said that's a male body why are you putting her head on it and he's like oh, i can just like agitate the 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 fibers and then he like hits a button and it, it turns into a female body." He's like see it's perfect um so it's like kind of there but like you know much more 90s that is to say like yeah. kind of like like 90s japan which is like you know Of course the female head has to go on the female body. You can't put a female head on a male body. That'd be
1: ridiculous. Um. (laughs) Yeah, I'm also not a huge fan. So the other piece of this is the anime aesthetic on Alita herself, I think would have been better if it wasn't next to other real humans. Um, I kind of wish that it was in an anime world where everybody was anime, um, because it also made Alita seem weirdly like sexualized, I guess in a way that I thought was not super great. Like these big, you know, I, I don't know. It's just like I, I don't like know if I get big the sexualization
0: eyes. stuff. I just think she kind of looked. I was, it looked weird, and no one
1: commented on it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, th- I don't know. I it's just, uh, that was that. Was, and, and, and I feel like if it was inside of an aesthetic, like into the spider verse had su- like is, is an aesthetic where everybody is uniformly animated or whatever, right. but I feel like if one of them was pulled out and we were doing like a, you like a Roger rabbit kind of thing, then I would all of a sudden be like, yeah, that's fucking weird. What's going on? You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: maybe, I don't know. I don't know yeah, if I agree like with you on the sexualization so. thing, but I definitely, I definitely get what that, that it's a little bit weird. And honestly, the uh like the other squad members from the Mars Force I think bothered me the most.
1: Oh, how they were also Yeah,
0: just just because like yeah. I hadn't had a year to like stare at them and like accept them. just kind of like this feels like it works for leader but it doesn't feel like it works for like the squad leader, and there's like no explanation as to why they're all like weird, weird faced. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it just, it, you know, it, it's not like she's different looking. Like she's not particularly different looking in the, in the manga. She's just like you know. It's just like everybody's like that because, uh, because it's a manga, right? Like I, I don't I don't even see why they bothered to do it that way. Like it, 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 yeah. Like, like if I hadn't had a whole year of looking at this, I would have said like, why did they do that? They didn't need to do that. You could have just used her her the actress as herself and had it work. I think. Um. Although it would be really funny to see like uh like a an anime headed Christopher Waltz. I think that would be hilarious. Uh or Christoph Waltz.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's Alita, I guess. Yeah,
0: that's Alita. <laughs> uh So uh so how was your week? Tell me about Anthem since I haven't gotten to play yet.
1: I've been playing a lot of Anthem. It's fucking great. How many? Like, how, um, how far are you? Are you at Endgame yet? Uh, so I'm not at Endgame. I am at level 15, I think. So I have two unlocks. Uh, I have the Colossus and the Interceptor um, unlocked. I've cycled through a good number of their powers, but not all of them, um, just because like I've been getting them through drops. I've done the first stronghold, which is the Tyrant Mines um which is pretty awesome and a lot of fun i've gotten through a bunch of the story you'll know it when you see it there's a part of the story where you get to a point and i'm going to try not to spoil you get to a point and it's like do this thing in free play and it's kind of a tutorial a little bit but it's like a little bit later down the line where it's it, it introduces you to the world of challenges do you know about the challenges in the game uh, are they, like, just kind of, like, are they, like, triumphs and Destiny? They're just kind of, like, achievements? Uh, so they're, like, achievements, but they carry rewards, which is the cool part for me. Um, so, uh, so there are, but there are a ton of them, right? They're things like get a bunch of melee kills, um, or, you know, get 50 kills with this gun, or kill 50 elites with that gun, Or whatever. Um, But the rewards are things like if you want to be able to craft certain guns at certain rarities, you need to complete challenges with those guns. Which, as soon as I discovered the system, I was like, oh my god, this is so cool. Because it's kind of like, it's something to grind for, um, but it also like changes up your play style and kind of asks you to... Play a little bit differently in order to like okay well now you you have the auto cannon and you want to be killing dudes with the auto cannon, how is that going to work kind of thing um, so i've been i 've been just like doing doing all of that stuff um, and it's and it 's fun and it 's so fun mango and i 'm having so much fun playing this game albeit it 's been a co- it 's only been a couple of days um, and and maybe the content train will run out, and that will suck, but boy is this just it is just transcendently awesome um,
0: I, so I, I I have heard that the core gameplay is fun but that like every game as a service game nowadays it kind of runs out of steam once you hit the game end game and that maybe it will be good in a year once they have enough content to make up
1: for that yeah um, yeah I see the other thing I think about is that it will be good in a year, Will be it will be very good in a year, because the chassis that they have in place is so robust. Because it's not just that, like, okay, so it's not just that they have created a system of javelins, right? And that they are going to introduce, let's say there's a big expansion six months down the line, and they're going to introduce the new javelin called the, you know... I don't. I not even know what they could call it at this point. But just, uh, it's a new javelin. It does something, and it's cool. And and these are the its abilities and its unique. Like all of the traditional four javelins are unique or whatever. But like. Also, the fact that the powers are items that you slot in and slot out means that they could just keep introducing new items to give you new abilities, right? So, you know, it's not just, oh, the siege missile or the flat cannon or the flamethrower or whatever, right? But, like, you know, they could come out with something that's like a freeze ray and you put that on or something kind of along those lines sort of thing. Um, And that is so cool. Um that it 's not just that there will be more content to go through with the same stuff, but I feel like the fundamentals of the gameplay will be a lot more varied and different once they get some time under their belt to kind of like flesh out the core sort of like r p g aspects of the system, and that 's the true genius um of anthem
0: um it, that doesn 't sound too different from like destiny like it it feels like that like whereas in Anthem, there's more focus on the differentiation between the warframes and the abilities that they get. In Destiny, the classes all play fairly similarly, but it's more about gun selection. Um, yeah, but
1: uh, are there
0: are there like new gun types? Uh, every exo- that come the out? new exotics each are like fairly unique in their own way. Um, like, okay, the types not so much, right? Like they they, they did bows, I think, but um, like like the last word which was just released which is Destiny 1 exotic but it's a hip fire hand cannon um, or like uh, what did I pull recently um, uh, like uh, the, uh, the, the the Queen's Curse it, it it's it's a sniper rifle that blinds people um, so that if you get a potty shot they, they can't see you um, stuff like that um, uh, uh, and so like the meta evolves kind of around the individual countries, I don't think it's as good or as, 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 as kind of deep as you're describing. Uh, maybe it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's different. Um, Cause also, see, like, I
1: would say that, that, that doesn't sound as deep, um, but you know, I don't know. We'll see.
0: Yeah. So, so uh. the, the big thing that they added to destiny that kind of like got everybody, like everybody ha- made everybody happy is, the guns roll with random affixes on them and getting the good rolls and, and having a gun that feels right is is a big, important part.
1: Yeah, uh. yeah they, so there's also the random affixes that get rolled on all of the items in Anthem to keep things kind of, like, fresh, I guess I would say, and interesting. Also, the crafting system um, is a big deal, I think, uh, because it allows you to spam right like if you want a good cloud burst right you can just farm craftable mats and just keep crafting it over and over again until you get like the correct affixes which is i think a good way to kind of structure that grind so Um, so how have you you felt about
0: the affixes because i've i um I have read that the affixes don't feel meaningful. Uh, and I want to get your take on it since you're more in tune to it
1: than I am, obviously. Uh, sometimes they don't feel meaningful. Sometimes they do. I think part of it is just a UI thing, to be honest with you, um, where the UI plays down, I guess I would say, what the affixes um, do. They're just kind of it's like they're a piece of fine print on the weapon or the the item. Um, when I want them to be something a little bit more substantial, but like, yeah, like I really feel the difference, especially with some of the defensive affixes. Um, maybe just because like the numbers are so omnipresent, but like I really feel the difference when I put something that has like a plus ten percent shields affix on. Okay, um, that makes sense. Uh, so yeah, uh, the the other thing is is that like the the team based gameplay I think is very cool because. Uh, you kind of get into this thing and this, this was something that they picked out of Mass Effect. Like Mass Effect had this thing where you kind of had you had status effects and then you had detonators right? So you would freeze someone and then you had something to detonate the freeze. Or you would set someone on fire and then you would have somebody to detonate the fire and that's also the way that Anthem kind of builds its combos like you cover someone in acid and then you explode the acid and then recover someone in fire and then you explode the fire. Um, and so like structuring yourself so that you can create your own combos so that you can detonate other people's combos, right? What does your detonation look like? Is it on demand? Do you have to charge it up and all that kind of thing? Like those, those create a lot of like nuances to, uh, to the gameplay. Um, and then I've also just felt that like playing the Colossus versus playing the interceptor, which are the two that I've unlocked at the moment. Um, is so varied um that it's just like an insane amount of fun to switch between them and maybe this is just because they are on complete opposite ends of the spectrum um but i've been really getting into the interceptor and kind of like dodging around and stuff like that though the dodge key is very bad the dodge key is left control which is kind of very out of the way you can uh, um,
0: remap that
1: yeah, I was thinking about remapping it, but I just like, kind of don't know what I want to remap it to, and I, and that also feels right. That is also what the shield key is for the Colossus to activate the Colossus's shield, um, and uh, and then I've also felt that like depending on what kind of squad, like I I don't know if they do this, but I w- hope, and and I end up randomly into groups like this a lot. A random group that has three one of each, um, so like a Ranger, a Colossus, an Interceptor, and a Storm. Um, that always feels great. But if you're ever in a group with another war, uh, with an, I was about to call it a Warframe. Um, if you're ever in a group with another Javelin type that is the same as your type, uh, that sucks. Uh, because like the two of you are always kind of like looking to do the same thing, it feels like. And it always feels like somebody is stepping on your toes. Um, so, yeah. I feel that that makes
0: sense. Uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to playing it to see how it how it goes. Um, but uh, I obviously will have impressions next week on that. Um,
1: yeah, I've also been watching a lot of um, uh, the. It, it is the uh, I've been watching a lot of Twitch players talking about Anthem and what and how they feel about it and it actually seems that there was a lot to um, it actually seems like there was a lot of people who were saying things like Anthem has kind of solved sorts of these, some, some of these Destiny problems or whatever um, just by being like unique and varied, and people were very into it. Um, and I've never really like done that before where I kind of look through the top 10 or 15 streams uh, to sort of see what everybody was saying, but I was sort of surprised that everybody was having a good time with it. The, the news on the other end of the spectrum seems to not be so great. Um, the, everybody's kind of talking about how Apex is sort of like beating Anthem up with a baseball bat right as they're about to release these two get like they released Apex thinking it wasn't going to do anything right in front of Anthem. And then it completely sucks the wind out of Anthem's release, which, you know, okay. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily buy that, but that has been sort of in the, uh, that's sort of been in the serves
0: EA right for killing Titanfall two with battlefield, (laughs)
1: My vengeance is at hand. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: But yeah, no. Uh, Yeah, I I feel like Anthem is unfortunately positioned. Like, I don't think the tech tech problems with the demo did it any favors. Um, For people who are specifically keen on looter shooters, um, you know, there's Division 2 next month. Uh, I don't think that's got as much hype behind it, but it's also kind of like, if you care about looter shooters, I think you care about Division 2. Um, as well as this game, uh, I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting to see if ha, how how it fares. Yeah, because um, like the, the stuff I played in the demo was fun, but uh, you know, it, it, it depends on how long how long I can keep that 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 the train riding for. Um, I don't know. I don't know why these games launch with like so, so relatively little content. Like Vanilla WoW launched with a ton of fucking content
1: yeah that 's true, and they also i I also think that vanilla WoW launched with content behind a convenience barrier, you know like it was hard to get around it was hard to move place to place and I sort of think that as like the, our attention spans have shrunken, which is a real thing by the way, um since like using phones and social media and everything like that, and we do need more um, and we have a lot harder of, we have a much harder time slowing down. Um, if that has kind of hurt things, um, so I don't know. So,
0: but like, like what, how many dungeons were there in the vanilla? Wow. Um, like there were like, there were a lot. Yeah. Yeah.
1: they were like 40.
0: Yeah. And there are three in Anthem. Right. And there are like, there were like five strikes in destiny. Like, and you don't, I don't think you need 40 in order to, you know, to
1: to work, but Uh, But, I mean, uh, even each new WoW expansion launches with 10, and that's a great number, I think. I think that is, like, the perfect number for for new dungeons. Um, I kind of, I I agree with you, and I think that, I mean, I just ran the one stronghold back to back to back, um, and it was a lot of fun, uh, especially because, you know, something I talked about when it came to Destiny was how I didn't like that, the gameplay was not very objectives focused uh anthem gameplay is much more objectives focused uh this is something uh, uh, like something else that they picked up from mass effect 3 which kind of um the multiplayer mode for mass effect 3 was a horde mode where you were just like killing guys but every couple of rounds you would have an objective to do um and depending on the objective it might be hard or less hard or whatever um so yeah Yeah, it's also probably Uh,
0: something they learned from Destiny 2. The later strikes have more objectives in them, so there's, like, more to do than just, like, pour bullets into the thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of the times, the bullet pouring will happen, like, like, it does happen, but it happens at the end, or else you're doing kind of, like, waves, like it's one of those zone things where everybody has to stand inside the zone to charge a bar or whatever. And so you're kind of like defending a choke point or something kind of along those lines. Um, or you're doing the thing where you go pick up echoes to silence relics or whatever. Like they set up a bunch of different objectives for you would in a, in a pretty seamless way. Cause they set it up through the, over the course of the story. Um, and then bring that back in through, um, uh, and then they bring that back in through using uh, using those mechanics in the dungeon, and then kind of like later down the line, which I think is actually kind of neat. Like at first when I saw this stuff, I was like, "Oh, this is you know this is kind of dumb. This won't matter." Um, but then I saw, um, but then I saw what is essentially uh, the the reincorporation of this thing and all of a sudden you're like oh that's neat right like they taught me how early in the game how to silence a relic or how to do the echoes or whatever um and now that they've brought it back and they can just say oh looks like you need to silence that relic and i know immediately that i'm gonna need to go search out these things and you know plug them into the thing to make it work
0: you don't think that's gonna make make it feel samey over time um because like some, something that, that, that destiny does and I think that, that Wow has done for a while is the dungeons are kind of bespoke um, you know each, each in, like even if there are some shared mechanic like some shared mechanics that like they're all at least kind of are dressed up so that they're different um, yeah uh, and I, I – this is a frankly a thing I, I saw on, on a couple different reviews is that the, the mechanics get old um, fast that it, it's, it's not hold,
1: not hold true for your experience. Uh, I, I, this just reminds me a lot of payday and maybe that's not everyone's cup of tea, but it's mine. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think that that will get samey for me. Uh, just because part of it, it, like part, like part of it is that the game is asking you to do something repetitive, but you don't have to approach it every time. Um, from the same angle because you can come in as a storm or you can come in as a colossus or whatever. Like I did it 3 times and all 3 times I was doing it on the colossus. Um but I feel like going back in and doing it again on the interceptor will be a much different experience.
0: Okay. No, that makes sense. I buy that. I buy that. Um Yeah, I don't, I don't know if uh what else I can I I, I can uh, ask about that? Um, on my end, I uh, what did I do? I played a bunch of Destiny. I played a bunch of Apex Legends. Um, uh, I have been. I went and watched. Um, I went and watched Taken this weekend uh, with wow, my, really? with my family. It was the first time. Yeah, um, and that movie is fucking silly. It is just like is. It is a lot cornier than I expected it to be. Like I was, I was sitting watching it with my with my brother and my my dad. And uh, at one point, Liam Neeson says, "John Claude, I will tear down the Eiffel Tower to find my daughter." Just something like incredibly cheesy. We just burst burst out burst Laugh. out laughing because <laughs> it's just Liam Neeson with his semi Irish accent, like yelling about tearing the, like tearing the Eiffel Tower in the cheesiest way possible. It was, it was it was a lot of fun. I, I do kind of want to watch the next two now not because i think they're like masterpieces but because uh, cuz it's just like fun to watch um but uh that has basically been uh my week what else have i have i done um this played a lot of destiny the uh the crimson days event is on which is the valentines day event um which is a lot of fun uh just because uh when you play the the actual game which is um uh, the the game mode which is like a two v two pvp match she um, actually says the most ridiculous stuff like he's like you know <laughs> match point is is yours guardian show me what true love is and it's, it's just cheesy and over the top but I love it I love that kind of that kind of shit it's my favorite um, yeah but that's that, that's that's got to be all all I've done Um... Yeah, unfortunately, I, I don't have a lot else to, to, to talk Fair about. Fair enough.
1: So the other thing that I've done is uh, I've been watching uh, on the DC Universe app. They have all of these DC Animated Universe movies. Have you heard about any of these? Like, you know, Justice League, Throat of Atlantis, or like any anything like that. They, they're they all direct-to-video, but they've been coming out for the past, like, 15 years.
0: Yeah, I've, I've heard about them, and I've, I've,
1: I've okay. heard good
0: things about them.
1: So... They're awesome, but the other thing is that they are all in the same universe, which I had no idea about. Apparently, since they released Justice League... No, since they released Flashpoint Paradox, which I think was ten years ago, about... Um. Some of them have been out of the universe, but some of them have been in the universe. And it's like they've created their own mini Marvel universe. Because it's never big crossovers, right? Um, but, like, little things where, like, somebody will, like, show up in a movie and you just be like... And they'll have the same voice actor and you'll be like, oh, wow. Like, would you look at that? But, the, yeah, these movies are awesome. <laughs> um, the ones that I've been watching are the two most recent ones, which is Death of Superman and Reign of the Supermen. Um, Which is based on comics from the 90s. Comics that actually kind of suck a little bit from the 90s. I mean, all comics kind of suck a little bit from the 90s. Um, But uh, Death of Superman is the doomsday story where doomsday comes to Earth. Um and just like starts fucking shit up and in the comics it's completely random and apropos of nothing but in this is Doomsday is sent to Earth by Apocalypse uh like or not by Apocalypse by Dark Side on Apocalypse right um because Dark Side is trying to like fuck on um uh fuck on planet Earth kind of thing and uh the entire Justice League shows up. And, in fact, you get to watch, like, most of the movie is Superman is running around doing, like, stuff in his personal life because he has all this drama about whether or not he wants to tell Lois Lane that he's Superman. Um, And the Justice League is facing off against Doomsday. And so you get to watch Doomsday beat up, like, Green Lantern and Flash and Aquaman and stuff like that. Um, and eventually Wonder Woman, who is, like, the penultimate fight. And it is awesome. <laughs> and then Superman fights Doomsday and dies. Uh, but it was just, like, so cool and dramatic. And I was like, where has this movie been all my life? Um. <laughs> And, uh, and then they have Reign of the Superman, which I haven't finished, but is the, is the comic that immediately followed Death of Superman, where four characters all step up and kind of, like, make a claim to the mantle of Superman, um, like, Superboy shows up here, uh, a, a villain called the Cyborg Superman, um, All this stuff and it's and it's and it's really crazy and dark sides involved or whatever. I highly recommend it. I think some of them are on Netflix. That's what Zhao said. Uh, So I really hope that uh, that people can catch this shit because it's just God. It's it's so cool and fucking and dramatic. Um, Man, I really thought that was gonna eat more time, but that was only like fucking three minutes. Uh, Uh, (laughs) Have uh, you? um, Go on. uh, Have you heard anything about uh, Doom Patrol or Titans? Now that those mo- the, those shows have started coming out, I haven't watched either of them, but I nope. just know that they've started. I, I, coming I, out. I didn't even
0: realize that they'd come out. Uh, okay, fair enough. Sorry. Uh, no, no,
1: it's it, it's fine. Yeah, no. Uh,
0: what else? What else? Can, what, what's what's the the controversy of, of of the week? People are still mad at Metro Exodus. Um, I don't really get why. Um, but that's like the the big thing.
1: Uh, how do you feel about how do you feel about Apex? Everybody says that Apex has like thoroughly dethroned both Fortnite and um uh what's the other one PUBG PUBG yeah like that those those games are both dead.
0: Um, I don't think that is true. Okay. Um, in the first instance, I think that uh, Fortnite is always going to be popular among the kids cause not not just. Not for like superficial reasons, but just because it runs on literally any computer, and uh, Fortnite does, or and Apex does not. Um, uh, On top of that, I it is on top of that is it is a little bit more arcadey than I think the people who play PUBG want it to be. Like I think PUBG still has a place. Um, I think if if you want to say that their market share is down, I would definitely agree with that. Um, Mm -hmm. I think Apex we'll pull a lot more from Fortnite than from PUBG and I think that's because it will pull a lot of people who like the Fortnite kind of style of combat um but don't like uh, but don't like the building like I think that's his biggest strength like is being a a fun arena shooter type BR that doesn't have building mechanics that you need to be good at um,
1: Okay yeah cuz the top this, this is the top eight right now in, uh, in Twitch. Apex with 230k viewers. Fortnite with 150k. Then Overwatch, League of Legends, Just Chatting, Dota 2, Anthem, and World of Warcraft. Which is actually sad because Hearthstone is typically in that top eight. Where are you, Hearthstone? Oh, Hearthstone is, wow, 12th with 14k viewers. Why is is Magic
0: 100? Arena on there? Because that, that's uh, something I would assume that w- would get, would get uh, some viewership.
1: Where are you, Magic Arena? Um, magic Arena is... Boy. Wow, it's way down here. It's way down here. That's surprising. 3.3k thought... viewers. <laughs> I, yeah, I it would be oh, wait, more... no, that's not even Magic Arena. That's just, like, straight magic.
0: Oh, you mean like the...
1: Oh, no, okay, wait. No, that is Magic Arena.
0: It's probably, I... it's probably one label for all forms of magic.
1: Yeah, I guess so because I, I, I just saw gamestorm sunday night modern but mm-hmm. i think magic arena is also under this label did, so did, that's did t- what 1 2 3 4 5 39th
0: <laughs> did uh uh did it did uh, oh it's, it's above destiny though um uh and above final fantasy 14
1: yeah, that's also true. Oh, you
0: know what? Tetris thats the game I played. I see Tetris is up there. I played a bunch of te- or not a bunch, but some Tetris Ninety Nine, um, which is the Tetris Battle Royale game, which is the you know the the real uh, the th- dethroner of, uh, of of Fortnite. Um, it's going to be Tetris Ninety Nine, I'm telling you. Uh, uh, but it is it is it is fun. Um, it's definitely a neat new kind of uh, twist on on the genre um, for both Tetris and. Battle Royale games. Um, I, I don't see it like being more than just kind of like a neat flash in the plan pen. but it's a, it is a cool version of Tetris. So if you like Tetris and you have a switch, it's free. So, you know, can't hurt. Um, uh, I just, I hate the control scheme because you you can't like, there's like no remapping and you can't use like the analog stick to move your piece. You have to use the, the buttons um, and the analog stick. Aims like your your penalty lines at different people for uh for you know for for the battle royale aspect.
1: Um, so uh, something else I was thinking about. Uh, now that we only have two, hey, whoa, Jesus!
0: So how do you like uh, living with cats?
1: <laughs> they are fighting each other, and it's bad. Um. So the other thing I was thinking about, uh, just like quickly addressing, is the uh, the controversy surrounding Activision Blizzard and Bobby Kotick announcing record profits at the same time that he announces eight percent of Blizzard is about to be laid off.
0: Uh, has been laid off at this point.
1: Has been laid off.
0: Uh, yeah. Um,
1: you, Do you know. Have thoughts on any of that stuff? So this, this is
0: just like one you know it's record profits but they didn't hit their expectations so take for that what you will right like not that necessarily justifies any particular aspect of it but in the general case if you're hiring to a certain level unexpected level and you don't meet that you know even even if you're making more than you were before if you expected to make more than you were i get that I'm not saying it's necessarily justified here, just pointing that out because i think people forget that um and uh I don't know, the other part of this is on the more negative side. Is like I'm not surprised because Activision was always like this, and it was only a matter of time before Blizzard got infected. I think that I, like many other people, um, got complacent and thought that since they weren't fucking with Blizzard for a while, that they would be smart and leave Blizzard alone. But they clearly didn't, um, and things are going poorly for Blizzard as a result. They have said that they are um, focusing on like things that can be more profitable. Uh, which I think means more microtransactions for WoW. I think it means less of the things that people like out of Blizzard. Um, and I think that's part of why they cut Bungie loose. And so, uh, I don't know. They'll probably make a bunch of money. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it counts the a conflict of interest. But I'm currently invested in Activision, so I hope they do. Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um. Um. Yeah, something that was actually interesting is that this round of layoffs was compared to another round of layoffs, which was conducted by Blizzard in 2012, um, which kind of wasn't – which didn't really seem to be related to things in the same way that this was related to missing an earnings gap. Um, But uh, Mike Moore – and it was also announced differently because Mike Mooreheim was basically like, hey, listen, we we just finished – what is it heart of the swarm right so it was the, which was the second expansion of Starcraft, uh, the new Wow expansion had come out uh, hearthstone hadn 't yet launched and uh, and Diablo had just like just just released and had not released amazingly um, and Mike Morhaime was kind of like you were we 're tightening we're tightening stuff up because we 're not releasing things for a while, and so we're like buying people out and letting people and like letting people go, and it was basically on like you know like unremarked upon nobody really cared about it um while while this time when it happens and it's a smaller layoff right eight percent of the company is it's less than 12 percent of the company um has been getting people really up in arms i think part of it is the way that they did it uh because people went to work on monday not knowing if they were going to be laid off on tuesday um and there was reporting out of Jason Schreier from Kotaku who was talking about, like, kind of that, that like, omnipresent dread um, that people were feeling about whether or not they were going to get, uh, they were going to get laid off by Blizzard. Uh, and that it was announced on an earnings call by, by Bobby Kotick. Instead of kind of, you know, something like a more a more thorough press release. Though, the CEO of Blizzard, who is now J. Allen Braddock, uh, did eventually say something. Or J. Allen Brack? I can't remember what his name is. Um, so, yeah. Just part of the business, I guess. Yeah. I mean,
0: I don't know. Um, I think I think the, I think the bigger kind of story out of it is that they're cutting a lot of people out of esports. I think that maybe they've decided that esports isn't worth it anymore. Um, they basically killed Hotz esports and they're scaling back Owl. Um, and I don't know if it'll hold on for like it's getting another season, but I don't know how how like how long it'll stay past that. Um, I, know, I guess as long as it holds the third place Twitch Twitch spot, it's probably not too much to complain about. Um, as long as it's driving mic- microtransactions, um, you know it wouldn't surprise me if we saw like a battle royale mode for Overwatch in the next like couple of years. Oh, um, really? Just because that
1: would, be re- that would be really neat, to be honest.
0: I don't know. That's like that's just like this is cynical me being like, of course Activision is going to make Blizzard do like the the the, the meme-iest thing possible. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if if the game would hold up to that because I don't think it's built around those types i don't think it's built around um you know one and done type style uh gameplay right like it feels like it's built more around the idea that you can respawn and come back and stuff like that yeah uh, yeah we'll see um obviously we don't know if that's actually going to happen or not it's just just a a thing i expect because i'm cynical um but yeah fair enough We've made our time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you'd like to uh, reach out to us and tell us what you think about Apex Legends or Overwatch or any of the other things we talked about in this podcast, like Elite Battle Angel, which is the main topic, you can reach us at, at com or subdurbsplaygames at com. You can follow us at twitch.tv slash subdurbsplaygames. You can uh, comment and like on SoundCloud. Um, leave us uh, a review on iTunes. We love all of it. Uh, and uh, that's everything I had. But did you have anything else that you that you wanted to promote?
1: I have nothing else. I'm looking to promote.
0: In that case, until next time, dear listeners.
1: Until next time, loyal listeners.